Well, I have asked this question across the country now and out of the country for 19, almost 20 years. And so let me ask you the question that I have asked so many times. Very important question. It will let you know where you're at spiritually. The question is, have you talked to the Father today? Not last week, but today. Have you thanked him for waking you up this morning, giving you the privilege to come to the First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana, and, and worship him? Have you even thought about saying thank you? How about being American? Amen. Having freedom in America to do what we are doing here this morning. I hope you have, but if you haven't, and I'll say this with love in my heart, if you haven't talked to him this morning, shame on you. Shame, shame on you. You know what you need to do? You need to just bow your head and say, Father, forgive me. You'll, you'll find that you'll enjoy the message far, far greater than you will if you don't repent of that sin this morning. Let me call your attention again to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I love the book of Romans, don't you? Romans chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8 is some of my favorite chapters in that great book. We... My brother read verse 26 and 27 this morning, and I want to speak on this subject just for a few moments. Seven things the Holy Ghost will do for the believer in regard to their prayer life. Let me read this passage again to you. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, our, our inabilities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit itself, maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints. That's you and me. According to the will of God. Father, I am so thankful that I have this opportunity to open your book and to preach it. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk to you just a few moments about me preaching your word. And Lord, I pray that you will help me to be loving, help me to be caring, help me to be very sensitive to the needs of my brothers and my sisters that are sitting before me, and even the lost people 
And Lord, if I can't be loving and caring and sensitive, I'll have a seat. Allow Pastor Wilkerson to come or someone of his choice to do the preaching. But Lord, if you can use me, I want to be used. And Father, I'm sure there's lost people here in this room this morning. Or someone may be in their living room watching this service. And if there is, I know the Holy Spirit is going to speak to them. And I just pray that they, in their free will, will say yes to the greatest invitation in the world. And that is to receive pardon, salvation. I sure love you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Look with me again in Romans chapter 8. The first thing I want to point out to you is that the Holy Spirit puts a desire in your heart to pray. They tell me the average preacher prays 12 minutes a day if they pray at all. They also tell me that the average layperson that comes to church prays five minutes a day if they pray at all. Isn't that a terrible commentary that, that we have before us this morning? Twelve minutes for a preacher, five minutes for a lay person. We need to get back into our prayer closets and start praying, church. America needs to pray again. The local churches needs to pray again. Our missionaries needs to get back, get back in the, the prayer closet and begin to pray for their field that God has led them to. Pastors needs to pray for their people, and the people needs to pray for the church. But where does that come from? That comes from the Holy Ghost of God. When I was saved at the age of 16, I remember the Holy Ghost moving into my heart at that very moment that I repented of my sins as a 16-year-old kid. And uh, just a little red-headed Georgia boy, freckled face, fell upon my knees on that Sunday morning, and I cried out to the Lord. And at that very moment, church, the Holy Ghost moved into my heart, and he led me, and he gave me the ability to be able to say, Abba, Papa, Daddy. And all down through the years, I, I used that privilege, but not like I should have. Not like maybe you should, but we, we, we have him inside of us. So we need to let him each day, in the very moment, in the very beginning of every day, we need to let the Holy Ghost that lives within our heart uh, lead us every moment to cry out to God. You say, Brother Beckham, I don't have that desire to pray. Uh, a matter of fact, most of the time I'm just too busy. I'm just too preoccupied. And I don't even think about praying. I said to the deacon board last night, 
When you make such a statement, oh, that's a terrible statement. I don't have time to pray. What you're saying is, I don't have time for God. I don't have time to talk to you, God. And, and we need to step back and look and listen to ourselves when we make such statements. Uh, so look in Galatians, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6. A, a powerful verse. We read these verses, but we don't let them, we don't let them uh, convict us, and we don't let them seep down into our hearts like we should. But Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6 is a very convicting verse, and let me read it to you. And because you're sons, because you're in the family of God, because the Holy Spirit convicted you and you repented of your sins and you called upon Jesus to save your heart. And that, by the way, that's the only way you can get into the family of God. And so here it is. And because you're sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, not into your heads, not into your soul, but into your heart crying, Abba, and I'll say it again, Papa, and I'll say it again, Daddy. It's a personal relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus because the Holy Spirit of God moved into our hearts. Can you say this morning, Brother Beckham, I know all about that because I, I experienced that in my life. And I hope you can say, I have experienced that moving of the Holy Ghost into my heart. And Brother Beckham, I do pray, and I do pray every day. I hope you can say that. And if you can't say that, I pray that you will get off that pew. And you don't have to wait for Brother Beckham to get done. I have seen hundreds of people at the altar, even during the preaching time. And, and so I, I invite you to, to do that if the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart right now. So number one, don't forget this. The Holy Spirit gives us that desire. It should be natural for you and for me to pray. Amen. Why? Because we are in the family of God. Amen. People will tell me many times, Brother Beckham, it's not natural for me to pray. Well, if it's not natural for you to pray, there's a problem. Because if the Holy Ghost is inside of you, he will lead you to pray. And if he's not inside of you, he won't lead you to pray. Hello? Yeah. And, and, and there are hundreds of thousands of people sitting in churches today, and they never pray. And I wonder, oh, my soul, if they're not praying, there must be a problem. What is the problem? I'll tell you very lovingly, as lovingly as I can speak it, with tears in my, in, in my heart for you. I love you. I'm not just here to, to preach to you. I'm not just here to uh, entertain or, or perform. I'm here to give you a message that it should be natural for you to pray. It should be natural because, and I'm saying it in many different ways, but it's because the Holy Ghost is inside of you, leading you to cry or pray or walk with God 
That's what he does. What a comforter. What a paraclete that walks on side of us and gives us that desire to love God, to want to talk to God. Not just, you know something, church? We, I, wrote, I wrote the other day, I'm writing a book on the Holy Ghost in prayer, and I wrote the other day that God's people needs not to seek the hand of God, but we need to seek the face of God. We need to, to be conscious of his presence. And if we are, oh my the sky is the limits to what God can do in our lives. Number two, the Holy Spirit not only gives us a, a desire to pray, but he will help and guide the child of God in his praying. Look in Romans 8 in verse 26 again. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities or our inabilities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered the Holy Spirit helpeth our infirmities for he teaches us how to pray isn't that a blessing the necessity for this uh, aid arises from our ignorance for we know not what to pray for when Miss Beckham when Diane my first wife was dying with cancer there was many days, church, I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know how to pray. But I am so glad many, many days and many months went by, and even two and a half years went by, and he talked. And many times I was there, and I didn't know what to say because she had tubes in her ears and her nose and her throat and her mouth and all. And, and, and many nights I just sat there, and I held her hand, and I just moaned. But guess what? The Holy Spirit moaned with me. He interceded for me. And it doesn't matter what you're facing this morning, and it doesn't matter what the world is facing with this, with this virus and all this stuff going on in the election and everything. But let me tell you, none of it has caught God on surprise. He knoweth. Amen. He knoweth how to pray, and he always prays in the will of God. We may not, but he does. And I am glad that he does because I need him sometimes to just take my prayer into the portals of glory for me. Amen. Number three, look at it. The Holy Spirit will take the desires of the believer in prayer, and I put hallelujah I love those words, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And when I read that the Holy Spirit takes my desires into the presence of God, I just want to lift both hands and say, praise you, Father, hallelujah. Amen? There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. And then look in Romans eight twenty six. 
And let me read to you from the Word of God. But the Spirit itself, the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We have two advocates, two advocates, one on earth, one in heaven. The Holy Spirit is within us prompting our prayers. Christ is above presenting our petitions. The Holy Spirit is the chamber advocate preparing our case. Christ is the court advocate presenting our case. The Spirit prays in as well as with and for us. Oh boy, I get excited when I think about I'm not left here alone. I have an intercessor that lives within me to take my prayers right into the portals of glory, and he presents them to Christ. Christ takes them and walks right to the throne where God is, and he gives them to my Father God. Isn't that wonderful? You may be here this morning and you say, Brother Beckham, I have lost all hope. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't lose all hope. There's still hope. Amen. God, and I'll say it again, God, God, none of this has caught God on surprise. None of it. He is still sovereign. He can, he can take our infirmities, and he can take care of them. It doesn't matter what it is. You say, I'm willing to, I'm almost ready to give up. No, you don't need to give up. God will give you the ability to go in back into that prayer closet and rediscover your prayer closet and rediscover the grace of God and the mercy of God and the Bible and all those things. God is able able to do that, but if you, but you got to get out of the way. Brother Benny had to get out of the way 18 years ago or 19 years ago. I had to get out of the way for where he could take my life and put it back together. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't immoral. I was still soul winning. I was still writing books. I was still in the Bible. I was, I was teaching a Sunday school class of 300 people in my home church. I was doing all those things. But the, the, but the main thing, the first thing I was not doing, I wasn't praying. I, wasn't, I didn't have that relationship with God. So I had to take care of my own problems. And I had to, I had to tote my own problems. And, and, but when I rediscovered when I dis when I rediscovered my prayer closet and those arms of God wrapped around me and he whispered in my ear my son you're not I am here to help you. Wow. I should have known that. I had been preaching since I was 16 years of age. I should have known those truths. But I had to rediscover them. And how did I do that? I did that with the help of the Holy Spirit of God. 
And if you're saved, you have the same Holy Spirit inside of you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up, church. Don't give up, folks. Look at God. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Amen. Rediscover. Rediscover these things. And live for God. Look at number four. The Holy Spirit helps us to increase the faith of the believer. Look in Jude chapter 20, if, if you will, please. Jude chapter 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. I didn't write it. I didn't put it in our Bible. It's there. We are to pray in the Holy Ghost. We are to pray with faith in the Holy Ghost. We are to pray with faith in the Holy Ghost, with the Word of God. Amen? And I'll tell you what, that will bring sure victory in your life. I, I cancel preachers every day of my life. Many times in the wee morning of hours when other people are asleep, I, I'm canceling preachers. Fifteen hundred pastors a month quits the ministry. Lay people are falling on the wayside by the hundreds and thousands of people. We need each one of these. We need to rediscover each one of these points. We, we don't need to put our faith anywhere else other than God, Jehovah. Amen? That's where we need to put our faith. And that will bring revival back to our nation. But we, we're going to have to get off the pews. We're going to have to uh, renew that faith in God, in the Bible, in all these things that we say we have believed in down through the years. We have to. That's where our hope lies. And if we don't, we're in trouble. Amen. And then number five, look at it with me. The Holy Spirit gives the believer power through prayer. Look in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. The Bible says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Acts 4.31 also reads, And when they had prayed, the place were, was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And you may say, Brother Beckham, I have lost my power. I don't have any more power in witnessing. I don't have power in preaching. I don't have power in my, in my daily walk with God. Rediscover the Holy Ghost and let him work into your life because that's where victory lies. You say, Brother Beckham, is there really power in prayer? 
Jacob prayed, and his brother's attitude was changed. Moses prayed, heaven's wrath was subdued. Joshua prayed, Achan was discovered, and Ai destroyed. Hannah prayed, Samuel was given to her. Elijah prayed, and the heavens were shut and open. Savannarola prayed, and the city was one for God. Martin Luther prayed, and God broke the spell of ages. George Whitfield prayed, and a thousand souls were saved in one day. George Mueller prayed, and hungry orphans was fed. And so you prayed, and... Finished the sentence. And Brother Benny prayed, and I must finish the sentence. Are we seeing things happen when we pray? Think about that. Please, I love you. Think about it. And you pray, and what happens? Amen. Oh, my. And Benny prays how many people get saved. And I pray, and how many people have revival. And you pray. And I'll ask you again, what happens? You say, nothing, Brother Beckham. Get off the pew. Rediscover the altars. Dust the dust off the altars. Churches all over this country and out of this country are not using the altars anymore. My heart was blessed when Pastor Wilkinson said, will you come and let's pray for a, for a while before the special. I don't see that very often, but the churches I do see that in are powerful churches and they're seeing souls saved, and their homes are not wrecked, and their homes are having victory, and the Word of God is going forth with power in the churches that are doing that. Keep it up. Amen. Number six, the Holy Spirit will help the believer to thank God for everything. Look in Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 18. The Bible again, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, if you're walking with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is walking with you and, and, and strengthening you and giving you victory, let me tell you, you'll be able to thank God for all things and not just some things. Thank you, Father, for... You said, Brother Beckham, did you thank God for Diane's cancer? After a while, I did. In the beginning, I could not. But as I rediscovered, I was able to say, Thank you. 
And for 20 years now, I've been saying, thank you. Are you able this morning to give God thanks for what's going on in your life? I hope, I hope you can say yes. And then number seven, look at it with me. The Holy Spirit of God helps the believer to pray for the coming of Christ. Listen to Revelation 22 in verse 17. The Bible says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. And the Spirit and the bride said, come. My brothers, my sisters, even my lost friends here this morning, if you can't honestly look up to heaven and say, Father, It would be okay with me if you'll just come. I just want you to come. Would you want to stand in front of God this morning in the condition that you're in right now? You say, no, sir. No, sir, Brother Beckham, I wouldn't. In, in the next few minutes going to give an invitation and if you're here as a lost person I want you to get off that pew and just walk just walk down there'll be staff down here uh, to take the Bible and show you and tell you about the greatest gift in all the world Amen. and that's salvation and then you're here this morning you're defeated as a, as, as a believer. You're about to throw in the towel. You're about to quit. You're about made up your mind. I'm done. No, no, no. No. This is not the time. There's never a time to quit. Jesus didn't quit on us, and we are not to quit on him. Amen. Let's just... Let's just Allow the Comforter to comfort us and renew strength in us. And let's leave this building this morning determined that we are not going to give up. We're going to allow the Holy Ghost to walk with us, to pray with us, to help us, on a daily basis. Will you do that?